You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. The Book of Acts, Chapter 9 Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for the letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he got closer to Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, Go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. After many days had gone by, there was a conspiracy among the Jews to kill him. But Saul learned of their plan. Day and night they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he was really a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him, and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, 
speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and debated with the Hellenistic Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the believers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. As Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the Lord's people who lived in Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, who was paralyzed and had been bedridden for eight years. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. Immediately, Aeneas got up. All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. She was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydda was near Joppa, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, Please come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Tabitha had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room, then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. So last week we were talking about Saul and how he was uh, a catalyst in getting the gospel spread up to Greece and down uh, into Ethiopia. Um, this week we look to see we look and see that he is in the middle of a transformation himself, right? Like he is he comes into the presence of God and. What we've learned from our own selves and our own personal experiences, you can't go into the presence of God or you can't sit in the presence of God and stay the same. Like a change happens, uh, an evolution takes place, and Saul experiences that in his conversion. Um, it's the most powerful example of the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and once you meet Jesus, you're never the same. And Saul's case is so much the same with the name change even uh, that comes through all of that. And I love that in the notes that we have for today. It's such a radical conversion, you know, just this total direction change. And I think from a sort of historical vantage point, it's incredible to see that change and to see all that that led to further on in, in Paul's walk with God and how God used him. And what we have in the writings of the New Testament, the writings that we have that we believe to be authored by Paul are such you know, passionate, um, incredible, deeply intellectual uh, encapsulations of the gospel that you've, you have to believe comes from such a passionate, deep, profound place. Mm. And here we're provided where, what that place is. And it's here at this journey that Saul is on to Damascus where he encounters the risen Lord. He meets Jesus here. And so when you know historians look to what kept this guy going, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. You know, this someone who, while a Roman citizen, still relative to so many others, wasn't all that special by sort of the world's, you know, um, standard, and yet traveled the the whole ancient world across the Mediterranean, planting these churches, being persecuted, stoned multiple times, eventually executed. What was it that took someone like that, who was, you know, by his own account, uh, a Pharisee and um, someone very committed to... Radical. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and a persecutor of the church. Mm. How did that person end up then having such fruit later? And I think the only way you can really explain it is what we have here in this chapter, yeah. this radical encounter with the risen Lord mm-hmm. who confronted him, who blinded him, mm. really revealed to him his own blindness already, yeah. and then enabled him to see the truth for what it really, for who he really is. Yeah. Have you all ever experienced someone go through that transformation or see them in that witness or that walk or see where that takes place in such a big way? Yeah, like I I feel like I have a story like that. I feel mm-hmm. like my husband Rob has a story like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in the Salvation Army that we are full of stories like that. In fact, we have like books that are written about these people mm-hmm. that have had these radical mm-hmm. conversion experiences because everybody loves a story like that, but as I'm thinking about that, I'm holding in my other hand the reality of um, what it's like to be a pastor in the midst of someone Mm -hmm. like that. So you have this guy like um, Ananias that the the Lord, uh, who loves the Lord, right, Mm -hmm. and who is following Jesus and wants to make himself... You know, like, I surrender all. Like, mm-hmm. he's that guy. Mm-hmm. And God's like, great, have I got a job for you. And he's the one that God sent to, well, to go and, yes, mm-hmm. be with Saul to really just, like, almost be like a midwife, you know, mm-hmm. into that, you know, um, experience of new life, right? Yeah. That spiritual being born again. But that guy was like, um, isn't this the guy that's been like terrorizing and killing people and like arresting people and like all like he's just been messing everybody up. And uh, we all want to hear the story. But do I want to be that guy? Like, do I want to be that pastor? And I, I think the reality is even in the Salvation Army, we're uniquely positioned to often be that pastor that's there at the lowest point in people's lives or when they are at their worst. And um, I'm thankful for that opportunity. But do I see every person I encounter in those moments as a Paul in disguise? Because hmm. people are like, imagine if you could be the person to be like, I'm the one that led Billy Graham to the Lord. Hmm. Like, I've, like, I want to take a claim for that because he went on to do great things. But we never know what God has planned for someone. But every perfect person deserves the opportunity to receive the love and the, the ministerial impact that we can pour out on them so that they can be everything that God meant for them to be. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.